Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another week of Max Potential Habits. You know this is your place to hear inspirational interviews, get tips, tools, and strategies to help you optimize your habits so you can thrive in your life and business. And I'm super, super psyched today because I don't think when I was thinking about all the episodes we've had and all the interviewees I've had on, I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone specifically about brand strategy. Of course, we've talked a lot about marketing and different tools there, but I found Jordan on Instagram and her account is spectacular. We got on a get to know you Zoom and we started chatting and I was like, okay, you are awesome. First of all, I love the name of her company, Ignite Your Soul Brand. Like, oh, you can just tell when someone's good at branding. <laughs> so that was really fun. And we had a really great conversation and I said, oh, I want you to come on and share your powerful tips with the NFA community and help them thrive because I know that most of you are entrepreneurs and you are wanting to take your business to the next level and branding is a super important part of that process. So welcome to the show today, Jordan. Hey, well, thanks so much for having me, Amanda. I'm really excited to be here and, you know, I'm always down to nerd out on branding. <laughs> nerd out on branding. I love it. Yes. Okay. First, this is, this is a funny question that I didn't think to prep you for. So it'll be like on the fly. What is a quote that you love that has aligned your life or just some quote that you live by? Uh, one thing I love that I got from Tony Robbins when I went to his power within is where focus goes, uh, what is it, where focus goes energy goes or something like yeah that. yeah and Ener energy uh, i think it's energy flows where focus goes or focus goes where energy flows, <laughs> focus goes flows. That's yeah word. yeah focus goes where energy flows which is awesome because i talk a lot about energy on here you know thinking about manifestation and things like that it's like if your energy's misaligned you're not going to get the results you want so that's a good one yeah yeah. So, okay. Then share what, where is your focus right now? I know that you, you said you've got a lot of big things happening in your business. <laughs> what's, what's focused for you? Uh, well, right now, this current moment, we are finished up with camp and moving over to, uh, you know, virtual school. So this week is an adventure. My focus is on survival in this very current moment. <laughs> but in general, um, my focus is on a big rebrand. I've, uh, you know, kind of took the time in COVID to go within and just say, you know, how do I want to, how do I want to show up in my business for the next year slash forever? And, you know, I, I'd been working in advertising and marketing for pretty much my whole career and was building my business while I was working at an ad agency. And then when I left, you know, I was doing mostly strategy work, which, you know, I love and I adore. However, I wasn't really doing a lot of creative pieces for my clients. And I just, I just, you know, just got like grumpy and irritable and frustrated. And I was like, I need more, you know, I need more creativity. So we kind of took that time with uh, COVID to, you know, restructure my packages, restructure my offers, and, you know, really kind of embed the strategy piece in the visual components that I, you know, done for 20 years. And um, that's been really awesome and super fun. And, you know, I kind of took myself on the same journey I take my clients on because I was like, I'm not going to torture another creative. I know that they will hate me because like, I, I know I'll drive them crazy. So I drove myself crazy. And then I just had a big mega photo shoot a couple weeks ago. And so I'll be updating my website with that and um, finalizing the copy and stuff like that. So that's nice from a business standpoint. 
That's awesome. And so, so your new focus and direction is it, it, programs to walk th people through their branding strategies and their say more. I want to hear more. Yeah. Well, you know, right now I'm really focused on doing for you with my clients and, you know, people come to me at different stages, you know, sometimes it's more, uh, you know, the, the, the logo and the brand identity and, you know, I typically will kind of bake a, a you know, a social, like a strategy kit in there. So, um, a social kit so they have some templates and stuff like that because it doesn't really make sense to like have all this and they're like now what do i do with it uh and one thing that i really did in my sort of revamp and rebrand is i put the strategy piece in it so i actually take my clients on probably about a three hour deep dive you know i was gonna do it separate but after some thought i was like mm, it just to me they go together like you do that to get that and so we do you know pretty intensive deep dive and then I create this very thorough guide for them and then use that information to then go and create the visual side and then some of my uh, higher level clients you know want to include the photo shoot piece so I create a direct photo shoot I plan the whole thing I find a photographer I source the team depending on the budget maybe we have a prop stylist um, you know it's kind of flexible depending um, mm -hmm. so that's, that's super fun and it just I mean to me it's just like the creme de la creme it just really brings that story to life and really makes your brand unique yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay. So brings the story to life. Um, I, I have so many questions for you because I'm thinking about how important it is to create brand. And at the same time, when people are just getting started in business, how they can hyper focus on it and it turns into a limiting aspect of building their business. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the early stages of business building? What, where does brand fit? Why is it important? What, what can people do? Well, I think that's a really good point. And I think my attitude has changed up around that a little bit as I've grown in my own business and I've worked with people at different levels. And I think, you know, depending on your stage of business, there's a time and a place for the level of branding that you, you know, invest in and you get involved in. And I think, you know, consistency is really important. And choose you know, look and feel colors fonts all of that and you grow tired of it in six months or a year you know that's natural right we're all going to kind of evolve and grow however it's when you have that multiple brand personality disorder and every day you're like a different kind of photo and a different filter and a different font and a different template then it's like well your confusion is just like whoa like <laughs> you're just wearing your confusion on your sleeve so i think it's more about you know, <laughs> something that makes sense for you you know if you're and if you're super early in your business and you're doing it on your own then you know figure it out make it work um and just know that this is you know a getting started space and you're going to grow and involve and you know you're going to get so much clarity around who you are and who you serve and how you're different as you kind of fail forward to be honest and then at that point you know when you're it's not necessarily a timeline but i think it's when you've you know you know you're all in right you're committed um, this is what you're doing and you've kind of like hit your wall of success and you're just like i'm not really being taken seriously my credibility is being jeopardized because i don't look professional and at that point it's like all right go you know people pay you for what you do go pay someone to do what they do and they're really good at and you know get that up leveling and that professionalism and that consistency so that your expertise is really being presented in you know a positive light and people take you seriously I love this conversation because I, I mean, I think about, I love, 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 love marketing and, and branding. And this, it's like, it's something that I had no idea I was going to be so into when I started my business. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so 
fun. And it's also been something that's constantly evolving or because I didn't know what I was doing. And I like that you highlighted, <laughs> I mean, you, you basically, the, what you said that stands out to me is you're going to fail forward with your brand identity until you, it's kind of like you have to practice and fall down and, and even understand who you are and start to get defined before you can just jump out there and be like, this is what I want. At least if you're new in business. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think you can go out there and be, you know, this is who I am and you evolve. Like I know when I first started, you know, I was kind of figuring out who I was in the marketplace and you know, I, I was working in advertising at the time I was designing TV and movie posters and I lived in LA and I just, I had a very distinct identity that I had for my whole life. And then when we moved, we moved across the country to Asheville. And for me, I just went through this whole identity upheaval and shift of, you know, I'm not like, how do I define myself now? I'm not, you know, I'm not like the LA girl that designed movie posters, right? Like now I live in the South and, you know, I have a different way of being in my business and as a mother and all of that. So for me, I knew that I'd outgrown my brand, but I needed to like do a lot of internal journeying really to come out the other side. And finally, when I started to get my footing, you know, I just, I, I had grown so much as a person and I saw myself differently and I really stepped up with who I was and, you know, promoted myself to creative director. because <laughs> so I was like, that's what I'm doing. You know, the men in the agency are not going to call a spade a spade. So I'm going to just do it. So, um, you know, so I think understanding that, especially if your brand is kind of tied to who you are or some element of, of your identity around it, as you evolve, your brand is going to evolve and that's just a natural process. And so kind of owning where you are in the moment and knowing that it's a living, breathing thing that's going to evolve is probably going to be beneficial to just, you know, be where you are at the moment. Yeah, this is, this leads me to want to ask you just on like the most practical level, what would you say a brand is like, what, what is a definition of a brand? Like what, what does that really mean to people? Cause we can look at like, let's say Pepsi or something, you know, like some huge brand and we see, but when we're talking about maybe solopreneurs or smaller business owners, like what, what does that mean on a practical level to yeah. brand yourself? I think a brand is a brand is a brand. And to me, my definition of branding is an energetic experience. So mm -hmm. it's really what you see, feel, and think with every touch point that you experience with someone's brand. So whether it's a social media post, whether it's an onboarding email, whether it's a logo, whether it's a photo of you, whether it's meeting you and experience your presence, you know, back in the day when we actually saw people and events and stuff like that. So I, that's the way I look at it is to me, a brand is an energetic experience. And so that's for me, that is so important. I call my business soul brand because it's really an external reflection of your internal world. If that makes mm, sense. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I wasn't expecting that answer, but I'm not surprised either. <laughs> an energetic experience. I mean, that's awesome. It's like the essence of what you bring to the table and how you create it in concrete form. So it, yeah, that's powerful. Okay. Then in that way, I mean, it seems obvious, but I'd love to hear from you. Why is it important to have a brand? Well, that's what makes you you, right? I mean, if you think about it, I don't have a graphic in front of me, but if you think about, you go to the grocery store and you see like generic oatmeal versus, you know, Quaker Oats oatmeal, you know, the generic oatmeal is 99 cents. It's a white box with like boring Helvetica type with blue label. And you're just like, whatever. It probably tastes bad. Like, I don't know. I'm super judgy with labels, but, um, 
And then, you know, you go over and you see this like fancy oatmeal with, you know, like beautiful fonts and nice box and, you know, it's $9.99 and you're like, well, it's the best oatmeal ever. So, you know, it, it really gives something an identity and a place in the marketplace so that you can call your position. And, you know, ultimately it really comes down to your value and, and how you, um, you know, sort of measure the value that you offer because there, there are actually, you know, 20 ways that you can select to differentiate yourself through the value that you're offer. And, you know, when you do that, then you can really lean into it because some people, you know, convenience and ease maybe is part of their brand for other people. It might be, you know, more of a luxury experience or high touch or customization or something like that. So knowing all these sort of different facets of, to me, it's like puzzle pieces. It's like, well, if you take that puzzle piece and put that over here and put that over here and put over that over here and you're talking to this person, you're adding value this way and your values are this and your brand tone is this. It's like, oh, wow, as you put those puzzle pieces together, you're like, wow, this is, this is who I am and this is how I show up. Um, and, you know, depending on whether your brand is your name or your brand is something else, you know, I know people that I've been following forever and they started off as solopreneurs. Now they have a team and they talk about we. So, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a living, breathing thing and, and who you are right now will come to represent what it is that your mission is and your brand delivers in the world and other people may work for you and you want them to buy into what you stand behind. Mm, so good. I, I, it's fun to think about the evolution of brands, right? And like how you're talking about solopreneurs and then teams and how you develop into that essence and, and then other people are energetically drawn to you based on that brand. I mean, it's funny to think cause it's like probably in the boxes of oatmeal, very similar products, right? Like same thing. But it's so true, like the sexiness of a brand can make a lot of difference. Yeah, I mean, I just had a conversation with a woman today who, you know, she got a bid from me to do branding work and strategy work and she got a bid from someone else and she was like, I don't know how to make the decision. And I was like, well, are the deliver? I mean, my first question to you would be, are the deliverables the same, right? She's like, they are. And I was like, okay, well, price wasn't an issue, you know, what would you know, what would be your thought then? And she's like, well, actually it's like pretty much the same price. So I was like, okay, well then ultimately it comes down to, you know, who you vibe with and like what your instinct tells you. And that is something that is not quantifiable. Right. And that, you know, that's something that like, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to be who I am. And if it's a fit, great. If it's not a fit, that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Well, and I think that like, so highlights the, that, you know, your brand being the energetic experience, because it's so true. Like we think about it, like how many brand strategists out there are there? How many co business coaches are there out there? And it's like, what makes someone attracted to me versus like the coach next door is going to be the energetic alignment. And that's what comes through in my brand. Right. So it's like even having a company called NFA coaching, no fucking around coaching. It's like, some people are going to be like, I so resonate with that. And other people are gonna be like, I cannot believe she's dropping the F bomb in public <laughs> you know like it's pretty wild um believer in, in magic right and like yeah every time I do a photo shoot for a client like the magical experience grows and so for this one I'm planning right now in Tokyo I you know we were looking into some locations and let me tell you trying to find a nice photo shoot location in Tokyo is I was like wow this is really challenging because it's a big city everything's a box and like there's no way we can get wide shots here this is challenging so we kind of like spread our research out we found this gorgeous like glass house in the trees down in you know southern japan just stunning beautiful location wow. my client and i was like 
So still looking on the Tokyo spots, having kind of a challenge, can I keep, you know, pushing away? Uh, but I found this spot which was kind of special and magical. Just wanted to throw it out there in case you're interested. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so funny that you found this place because we're actually thinking about opening a retreat center down here. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Okay. And then one of my stylists that I use, she lives nearby and you know, I was looking into photographers. And so I was like, you know, I've got a couple of photographers. Let me run them by you. So I show her the photographers and she's like, I actually know a photographer from Asheville in, you know, in Tokyo, but she was just like, we'll just see who these people are. So I show her the photographer. She's like, I know this guy. I was like, what? She's like, I've been to parties with him. I'm like, of course you have. Like, that's wild. Weird. Wow even crazier so then we had like a team meeting we're talking about vision and all that and then I ended up speaking to the photographer after to kind of like go over some of his questions and he's like so do you want to hear the craziest thing now I was like yes please tell me this is so amazing and he's like I was at you know he's kind of quarantined with a couple of their families and they were all hanging out and he was they're like what have you been up to he's like oh we're actually like bidding on the shoot it's gonna be pretty awesome he's like the house is like super sick like let me just show it to you so he pulls up the picture of the house and he shows it to me he's like oh my gosh that's Patrick's house it's like someone that runs in their circle that lives just on the street from him. And I was like, of course. Of course wow. Of course. That is amazing. I love when synchronicities like that happen. You're just, it, it's so validating. <laughs> like, what is your thought on that? I'm like, well, back at, like when I was younger, I used to think it was a coincidence. I yeah. thought outside of me and just sort of happenstance. And I was like, now I'm, you know, I'm trained in NLP. I've been around the block. I've seen block rock bottom. I was like, I'm a lot smarter these days. And I know that I created it. To me, it's just, it's a, it's the mirror effect of alignment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love, love, love this. Okay. I, I, with that, I want to say, I want to ask you how, how do you help people align their brands? So for listeners, if you had to give some really practical tips, like what does brand alignment look like so that you could be in that magnetic flow of attracting the right people in all these beautiful ways. If, you know, if people are just kind of like, let's say getting started in, or, or they're in that process of brand evolution, what are some practical tips in terms of what's most important to include in a brand? Absolutely. Well, I think how to align and the most important things are kind of two conversations. Okay. So I can give you a checklist, right? That's awesome. Love checklists. I think I'll do a checklist and then I can kind of illustrate how to kind of reverse engineer stories. Okay. And so, you know, I think ultimately you want a logo. However, there's different ways that you can approach a logo, right? If you're newer, you're doing it yourself, you have like zero design skills, whatever. Um, Find a pretty font that you like, type your name out, and like call it a day, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So if that's like where you're at, just do that and it's fine. However, as you evolve in your brands, you know, to me, it, the reason I do the deep dive is to kind of like unearth the meaning behind the brand. And then you figure out, well, how do you represent the meaning through the visual cues and, and the, the language? And at that point, then you want to figure out, you know, what are the symbols um, that represent this essence that I'm doing, right? And like, I'm working on some, you know, Mark logos for some clients right now. And you know, I'm like, it's a mess. Like, I had to clean my office. I had like drawings and like my desktop. I was like, oh my God, I can't even see. I have so many like graphics that I pinned everywhere. So, you know, I think you definitely want to have a logo of some sort. Um, you want to have fonts, you know, you want to pick some nice fonts and like, please, <laughs> Please never use Comic Sans. Please never. <laughs> um, I, I like hosted something one time and they're like, why did you say not to use Comic Sans? And I was like, remain calm. I was like, because it's ugly. Don't ever use it, please. <laughs> like, <do> <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, um, you know, you just like, um, if you want to err on the side of ease, like just pick a really clean, simple font, you know, Montserrat is a great easy one. I would recommend picking Google fonts because you can find them, you know, we use so many online platforms, like, you know, if you're using MailChimp or Flowdesk or ConvertKit, uh, ClickFunnels, all the things. And so finding a font or two that, you know, can be sort of stretched across these different platforms, you know, maybe you pick one that's you know, a bolder headline font, uh, and then one that's, you know, a really easy to read body copy font that, you know, is a sans serif, which means the letters are just straight lines. And a serif font means it has those little feet on the ends of the letters. So serif font, is, that. <laughs> yeah, serif font is going to give you a little bit more of like a classic, like, you know, couture, you know, not highbrow, but just like a little bit more of sophistication look to you. And then something that is a sans serif font is going to be a little bit more clean and modern. Um, so, you know, I think worst case scenario, again, if you're doing it yourself, just pick a couple fonts that are easy to read, look good, really, really tiny, really, really big, um, and just call it a day. And then, you know, pick, pick your colors. And from a color standpoint, I mean, like I have like a color matrix process that I go through. I took was like working on color palettes for clients for like two hours like in the wee hours this morning. But you know, as a general rule, you want to have like a hero color. There's kind of your, your main color that you're using, um, that, you know, that maybe is like your color blocking or your headlines. Um, you know, if you're doing photo shoots, like maybe that's, you know, like I, I used to have um, like hot pink and now it's like more of a raspberry and, and electric blue. So I have a lot more blue now in my clothes. So I wear a lot more blue. So, you know, you can weave that into your brand through, you know, colors that you wear, um, colors that you have in your website or on your opt-in pages and your Instagram, things along those lines. Uh, and then you want to have like a, you know, a sub sort of like a secondary color and then an accent color. So, you know, if you're, again, if you're like bare bones, like pick three colors, black or white or gray and call it a day. Um, you know, I like, I've got like a nine palette going with the client cause we're going to do this like mega breakout of all these things and have the different color palettes speak to different parts of her programs and stuff like that. But again, like tread with caution. If you don't know what you're doing, like just keep it simple. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, like a primary, um, a secondary and accent and then potentially a CTA color, you know, I go back and forth on that of picking a color that is your call to action color that you actually don't use anywhere else in your brand so that when people see it, they know, click on or push this button. Um, you know, sometimes I stick hard and fast to that with the client. Sometimes they don't it just kind of depends on where things net out and, you know, people have different stances on that. Um, so I would say that, and then, you know, you can, if that's it, and this is like doing anything visual makes you want to eat glass, like you're good tap out like with it be consistent wake up every day use the same things if you have yeah. change your mind tell it no like these are the rules yeah and, you know, grow your business focus on getting clients showing up share your message be authentic save some money with each you know person maybe it's five percent ten percent whatever you're you know save a little bit every time so that when you need when you're ready to invest in like an up level branding or have a brand shoot you have some money saved um, to do that. And you don't have this like scarcity of like, Oh my God, I can never do it. Right. Because you know, the more you invest in yourself, the more people are going to invest in you. It's the, it's a mirror effect. Right. Um, so I would say that's kind of the bare bones for it. And then, you know, if you want to get a little fancier, you can pick some textures, um, some patterns, you know, you can draw it yourself. If you're into that, you can buy some, um, you know, get some stock photos. Again, you can buy, buy stock photos through Shutterstock or things like that. You can find some free places. 
find a handful of photos that maybe kind of become your backgrounds for your website or on your Instagram or something along those lines. Um, you know, and again, like you can stop there. And then if you want to like go even further, then you can have a photo shoot and a photo shoot is scalable to any budget, right? You can just hire someone to take some headshots for you. So you have some nice pictures for your social media and, you know, maybe a couple pictures of you for your website. And it's like, Done. I mean, I saw this one website that looked gorgeous and the woman just went into a studio, took a bunch of photos of herself and just laid it out very creatively. So you can do that. You know, oftentimes I work with clients and we rent these gorgeous locations and like I hired a prop stylist for my shoot and, you know, I tell stories through the props and like bring the meaning out that way. So, you know, if you're more advanced in your business, like pony up, <laughs> like do it, invest because it's totally worth it. And it, you know, people can see, they see that and they, they recognize that, you put in that investment and you clearly believe in yourself if you've, you know, gone to this extent. Um, so I would say, you know, that's kind of the, you know, it's kind of like the bare bones to adding in some extra things. Um, you know, and I think once you reach a point where, you know, you're focusing on client fulfillment, you know, whether you're doing programs or done for you or whatever your offer may be when you're maxed out and you're just like, you know, and if you don't enjoy it, I would say hire, hire an expert to do it for you, right? Like you want people to hire you to do what you're good at. So stop doing things that make you crazy and hire someone to do it for you. And, you know, it'll be, everyone will be happier for it. Um, so I think, you know, those are, that's kind of the to-do list. And then in terms of the other question was, what, how do you get aligned? Was that what it was? Yeah, thinking about, yeah, brand, like what, what are the most important elements? And then how do you get aligned in your brand so that you're sending the right energetic message to your people? Right. So from like, I think the easiest way to explain it is it's sort of a balance between feelings, imagery, and words. So I'll give you an example, which I think will help really well. So um, for example, one of my clients right now, she sent me a Pinterest board and it was really soft. It was like very pastel, like lace, just like, you know, petally flowers. And I was like, hmm, interesting, like intuition, like that doesn't feel on point to me but I can pull stuff from it and then as we were doing the strategy piece you know she started to realize like wow I'm actually really bold I'm making these radical transformations for people um, this is a much more impactful process that I'm taking people on and I was like exactly because now we understand the core of who you are and how you want to show up in the world and you need to have that weight and that edge and that um you know, depth in your, I mean, to me, it was like the first thing was color palette, right? So it's like, you need to have some lights and darks to, to kind of mirror the juxtaposition of the yin and the yang that you're taking people on, you know, finding their light, finding their shadow. And then also you need to have that depth in your colors, either in a saturation, either it's like, going, I don't explain, I could get nerd out on colors all day, but like either you're going out with the vibrance of it, or there's a juxtaposition and a contrast, right? So it just, you know, kind of depends. And so that understanding the, the essence of the boldness and um, the desire to kind of shock and create impact really impacted how I led with the colors. And then, you know, I was working on some other client stuff. Um, and, you know, we, again, we did the whole strategy thing, really helped them understand that, um, you know, and a lot of it for me is intuitive. So I just kind of know, I mean, like people channel dead people, I channel colors and shapes. <laughs> so that's like what I do. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is an art, right? 
it's an art. And it's yeah. Like, and I just, I it's a, it. it's an incredible art. I, I mean, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like I have a swipe file for, you know, copy that hooks me because I'm like, oh, that's good copy. And it's the same thing with brands. Like when you see brands that are aligned, you're like, like yeah. you get it, you, you experience the power or whatever the feeling they want you to have is there, you know, yeah. and it, it takes some, it takes creativity and, and alignment and, you know, playing with that over time. What would you say are the biggest mistakes that you notice people making when they're doing their own thing and trying to align their brand? Um, well, I would say there's a few. <laughs> One would be ugly fonts, which like I get like start frothing in the mouth when I see ugly fonts. <laughs> And you see, you know, you go by the menus. Like, there's an ugly menu. Like, I can't eat there. I can't. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, if you're not an expert in this area, take it easy on yourself. But, yeah. I think, you know, fonts have a personality and you can really elevate your brand through the choice. I mean, I'll spend hours looking at fonts, like hours. I mean, I probably spent five hours looking at fonts just in the last two weeks for a few different projects. Um, because just the subtle nuance of way, you know, the way an R turns for somebody's name versus another one, you know, yeah. in a letter. And it's like, you know, I'm super nerdy about that. I, I own that and not everyone's going to see that stuff. So I think, you know, picking good fonts, especially fonts that are legible um, and fonts that, you know, convey a level of professionalism. You know, sometimes people will choose like, kitty fonts or display fonts it just you know they're fun if you're making like a halloween invitation right <laughs> yeah yeah you want to you know present yourself um and then i think colors um working well together uh i've definitely seen colors that vibrate online where you know maybe someone has like a red background with purple type over it and i'm like oh, i can't read that so just making sure that there's a proper level of contrast and one exercise that I brought into picking my colors is now I actually like, I'll go in and I'll, I'll make color palettes and then I actually run them through a legibility test. And I, may, I kind of look at the ratio of how I want to lay it out. Is this going to be a good lead color? And then I lay the colors on top of each other. And it's like, well, how could, you know, cause it's like, once you get to the website, is this going to be a background color? Am I going to put a headline over it? What is that going to look like? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, again, err on the side of simple if you're doing it for yourself and, you know, try not to, like, if you look at it and it vibrates, like pick new colors, right? Like, yeah. Like kind of like bright bluey teal. That's usually a bad color unless it's like a super accent color. Um, I think it's really interesting. Like, cause what you're saying that's standing out to me is this idea of you want your personality to shine through and your brand to shine through your energetic essence, that kind of thing. While also, knowing who you want to align with and attract to you because i think sometimes there's that misrepresentation where someone picks like oh this looks so playful and fun but like is your business playful and fun if it is probably a good match if it's not you might want to rethink it you know if you're trying to attract multi-million dollar clients you're going to need a different brand than if you want to work with kindergartners you know like you really got to be thinking about who your client avatar is when you're branding yourself and and what what you want to be attracting your way that's what i hear you saying all these it's like pick the font that's aligned pick the colors that are aligned not only with you but with the people that you want to be working with and really think about it from the user's perspective of like oh how are they going to perceive this that's something i really struggled with in the beginning you know it was like oh i would i it, it i mean it just learn so much as you're building a business and a brand <laughs> I mean, that was a fast learning curve for me to realize like, oh, yeah, it's a free left and center and I got to be one with it. Yeah. But I think, 
you know, again, like to kind of reverse engineer it, if you figure out, um, like when I was working on the stuff the other day, you know, I kind of took them in a few different directions. They were related. So it wasn't like, you know, personality, you know, dysfunction, but it was just like, you know, knowing that they had kind of a bold edginess to them. I was like, well, a way to convey that visually would be with some high contrast black and white images and maybe some bold brush strokes, um, you know. And so if you think about how you want to describe your brand, right? Like what is your brand personality? What are your brand values? You know, if it's, you know, soft and caring and loving, okay, maybe then pastels is great, right? But if it's like bold and edgy and like pushing the envelope, you're probably gonna wanna have color contrast. You're probably wanna have a bright, you know, maybe one color pop, maybe multiple color pops. If you're like fun and zany and playful, maybe you have a, a, you know, a bunch of bright colors. So when you can understand, you know, if you're not a visual person, if you can at least lock into some words that describe your brand personality, what you want things to feel like, look like. Yeah visuals you can say would I describe these visuals this way and if so awesome and if not it's like okay well detach and pick something new yeah I think that's the key that you're talking about right there it's detached because we get this idea in our head and then we move forward with it without stopping to think it does this align and is it going to attract what I want to have attracted my way which yeah. is super important okay I love this. Would you have any um, recommendations for brand books if for listeners? Like what would be some good books people could read in terms of branding themselves? Yeah, well, um, I have a book called Brand Thinking and it's like a bunch of, you know, short stories. So that's really interesting. If you want to, you know, think for you, you can digest it in time. Um, one book that I'm reading right now is called, it's called The Hero and the Outlaw. It's all about brand archetypes because it's something that I've used before but I started to teach it and people were asking me questions and I was like, I need to learn more about this. So I'm like, just I'm have like an endless notes doc as I read it. And I think that that's a really interesting way. And it's another layer of depth because archetypes are really, you know, sort of these essence pockets that embody um, ways of being, ways of thinking, ways of, of acting, um, ways of marketing, ways of messaging, ways of evoking emotion. And when you can figure out what your archetype is and really own that, uh, you know, it just adds another layer of depth and meaning. And so I think that that's a really fascinating book, um, you know, that, you know, it's, it's big. <laughs> so oh, it sounds incredible. I love this idea of brand archetypes. Um, okay. Share, I'm, I'm being sensitive about time, uh, share with listeners. I know you've been a powerhouse businesswoman for a while. How many years did you say? Is it, did you say 20? Oh, well, I mean, I've been working for 20 some years in all kinds of ways. Okay. Um, okay. For, gosh, since 2017, was that three? Or almost okay. Three? Okay. So on your own, being a badass in the world. So share with listeners the top three max potential habits that got you where you are today. Yeah, well, I would say the number one calendaring and scheduling, and that was a learned skill, right? I mean, I remember I used to like drive around and I would have post-it notes all over my car. Like my girlfriend would be like, what is this craziness? I would have like post-it notes on my computer. I'd have my email and I used to get up in the morning and I would check my email and be like, okay, I got to do this today. I got to do that today. I would check like, you know, I don't write phone with text at the time. And I would just kind of like filter through my life and be like, what do I have to do today? And I went around that way for a really long time and it did not work very well, but I didn't know any better. And then as, you know, when I was, you know, my first foray really into having online, an online business was I was a Beachbody coach. 
and I was working full time. I had a brand new baby and I was like, oh my God, like every like millisecond needs to be maximized. And so I started studying uh, productivity and you know, I'm naturally an organized person, but I just, you know, I kind of knew what I knew and it got me where I was. So understanding the concept of like a batching, um, time blocking, you know, I don't use the Pomodoro technique like obsessively, but sometimes if I kind of get off track, it's almost like doing a cleanse. It's like time myself for a day or two to get myself back in order. Um, so I think that's really helpful. And then a habit that I picked up from Darren Hardy, which has been life changing. I don't know if he has like a special name for it, but he did like a free thing that I watched and he talked about how he planned his week coming up the Friday before. And I was like, whoa, that's genius. So I would say on good weeks, I can do it the Friday before, not so much right now. So mostly I'll do it Saturdays and then I'm, I'm in a program with Tracy Lit and she talks about doing it on Sundays and I'm testing that out. And I was like, no, I want to do nothing on Sundays. Like I need to like unwind at some point. So, um, so, you know, I get up and I, I review the, you know, I, I kind of transfer my whole calendar I was doing on Google Docs on time paper to see if that works better, just to visualize my time. And then sometimes I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that was happening or I booked this too close. I got to move this around. So it just, it gives me enough advance notice that if I need to change something, I feel like it gives, you know, it's okay. It's not like emailing them the morning of or like the day before. And to me, it just feels like disorganizing rude. So it's like, I like to give someone a little bit of advance notice if I need to change things. And you know, and then I go through and I segment out, you know, what do I need to do on Mondays? What do I need to do on Tuesdays? And whatever happens when I'm doing this changes at least 45 times throughout the week. But at least I go into my week kind of having a general idea of yeah. what, do I what do I need to do every day? And then things just ride the roller coaster of things that happen throughout the week. So I would say that's probably like my biggest secret sauce success is, that, you know, I'm able to get a lot done because I'm very smart with how I segment out my time. Nice. I would say the next one would be getting up early. Um, a time in my life that before I had, a, you know, before I was a mom, and I was like, you know, I'll, I told my husband, I'm like, I will never get up before 7 a.m. And he still teases me about <laughs> Once I started doing Beachbody, I got up, you know, at 6 and then 5.30 and then 5. And then once COVID hit, and I was like, wow, I've got so many things to do. And then, like, as soon as my daughter's up, you know, I'm like doing stuff and just like, it's like a three ring circus. I, I've been getting up at 4 a.m. for, I don't know, since April. And, wow. um, you know, it's like I get an entire day's work done by, by eight o'clock. It's fantastic. Um, I do look forward to going back and getting more sleep once the world normalizes. But I would say getting up early is huge. And, you know, I had to make the choice of do I want to stay up late and do stuff before I go to bed and then wake up groggy, or do I like call it at the end of the day and just like shelve it and do it tomorrow. So I had to kind of fail forward on that and realize like, I'm not being effective. Let's make a choice. Mm -hmm. um, I think the next thing would be investing in myself, you know, like really, and this is, you know, a continual evolution is to really understand what abundance means to me and how to own it and call it in and um, manage, you know, scarcity panics and thinking, which I think is, you know, some days is like a big challenge and some days it's like, whatever, no big deal. Uh, so, you know, continuing to invest in myself and, you know, see where my edge is and then push it. And I've gone to points in my life where I like hit the edge and it's like, you know, what is it? Icarus his wings where it burns and he falls flat on his ass and like dies. I definitely have moments where I hit my edge so hard, so fast that I come crashing down. 
not super proud, but again, fail forward. Um, and then, you know, so I've kind of learned, or like I'm one of my coaches, it's like, slow down, breathe, like less is more. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm evolving as a person. I'm, I'm showing growth. It's good. So I think investing in yourself, um, you know, pushing yourself just where it's, you know, you don't want to go so far that you like freak out or resist, but you know, pushing past your comfort zone so that you grow. Love it. Those are awesome. Okay. Um, Oh, I'm seeing time. Jordan and I had a talk before about the time cutoff. So I'm making sure that we're on it. So share with listeners where they can find you. And and I want to highlight here that when I found Jordan and saw her Instagram, I was like, damn, that's a good Instagram. (laughs) So I already know, definitely check her out on Instagram, which is under, it's under Ignite Your Soul brand, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. I haven't checked back there in a little bit, but okay. So Instagram, Ignite Your Soul Brand. Go check her out. And then what are other places that they can find you? Yeah. So, you know, the best place to find me would be the new website, which is Ignite Your Soul Brand. Right now it's just a a holder while I'm kind of working behind the scenes. Um, You know, but if you want to get in touch or interested in working together, you can, you know, click on the contact button. And once it's live, there'll be a big, you know, contact me button. So you can ask questions or reach out for podcasts or working together or whatever it may be. Um, you know, and then I've got a really awesome freebie that I'm working up for everybody that is, um, you know, some case studies of, you know, how you can really blow up your brands with just some simple, simple shifts. So that's awesome. Case studies to blow up your brand. And then I know you said by the time this is released, you'll also have like a quiz. I think you said soul brand quiz. Yeah. Well, I have a soul brand quiz right now, but I've actually this archetype book because I'm going to I'm going to revamp it a little bit. So nice launched, relaunched again soon. Okay. Awesome. So all of those links for everyone will be in the show notes and that, I mean, they sound great. I love, I love quizzes. I'm making one right now too. (laughs) They're so fun. Um, Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for your tips. I, I think it's such an important conversation and it's one that people think about and there's so many hats we wear as entrepreneurs and so many things we do as we start a business but to me I love the idea you know people have asked me a lot like how did you get where you are so quickly and it's like a lot of it is brand identity it's it's me working on that marketing piece of like who am I what do I bring to the table and who do I want to work with and it has definitely evolved since I started but it's just I think it's such a powerful important conversation and and you're such a master at it it's been fun to have you on thank you for the tips Thank you. Yeah, I know if I ever like meet someone at a party, I'm like, tell me about your business. Okay, we're going to create an entire strategy for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's when you know you're in your genius. So you are you are a genius at branding. I love it. All right. So thank you so much. Um, Okay, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being here for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. I hope this week you align your brand, you get energetically clear about who you want to work with and really think about, you know, what am I presenting with my brand? Is it aligned? Is it attracting the right people? Does it need a revamp? It's okay to revamp. I did it. You know, I completely rebranded at the beginning of my business when I switched from ABI to NFA and you know, there's, it's don't be scared to start fresh and don't be scared to just get started in the direction of creating that essence of your brand so that's why i wanted to bring these tips to you today because i know it's on everyone's mind in the background always going like how do i create a message and meaning behind what i bring to the table and how i can show it to people in a concrete way so 
that's why we're here. Have a great week. I hope that you all thrive and feel alive until I see you again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free ebooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.